Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin. Today we'll be dissecting the song Run off of Vampire Weekend's second album, Contra. What do you what do you think, Kevin? Lead the way. You're the you're the man on a mission here. Allegedly fan with a spring teen tied song. It's all yours. Oh, it's, all, it's all very alleged. Nico texts me I what earlier this morning saying apparently this song is or maybe yesterday saying apparently the song's based off Born to Run. And I've never gone into the lyrics of this song. I mean, I think we've both talked about how Contra is not our favorite album. It's our least favorite of the four. Um, you know, it's not the sort of thing you're listening to front to back. Because really, we don't really think of Contra too much as like a cohesive album. I think a lot of these songs are generally about the same things. They're all about some sort of societal strife or issue. And it's got that sort of connecting to, but they all don't really all feel like the same theme. Like they don't really tie together as much as I think some of the other albums do. Um, this song is very LP one in style. Um, you know, if, if you threw this on there, I don't think it would be a misfit. And I think maybe even thematically, it might fit a little bit better on LP one than LP two. Just a thought. I strongly associate this with Contra. I get what you're saying. The reason I strongly associate with Contra is because they do that trumpet thing again, um, just like um, uh, Giant does. Okay, that's and a good point. So it's it's this kind of reverbed trumpet uh, that's very similar to Forever Young by Alphaville's trumpet. So that's why I associate these two as Contra, very Contra sounding songs. Um, I did find a live version in which they use just regular trumpets. And in my opinion, I think it sounds a lot better. I heard that one as well. I think we're talking about the same one. It's like they're in a basement studio or something. Yeah, as was wearing a beanie. Yeah, and it's just, you're right. It's, it's a little like tighter. It's a little more, I guess, brash, if you will, because you're right, it's just the one trumpet. I, I like that too. There's a little more energy to it. And I guess the reason I say it fits a little bit better on LP1 is because on LP1, you have a few songs that are a little simpler. Um, like Bryn, we've talked about, is kind of just a pretty easy song. Campus is a song that's not that deep, unless you want to get into like the stolen grass kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this song, I don't think is that deep. And I think it's more about where is this song coming from? What are the settings being drawn here? Because we do have some really neat storytelling here. We have some nice painting being done here. Um, so let's, I mean, let's just get right into what Nico mentioned off the top. Um, I'm what you could consider to be a Springsteen enjoyer. I know we have a handful of those <laughs> as listeners as well. Um, CT is from Freehold. I didn't know that. Freehold, New Jersey, um, the original hometown of Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Ezra, of course, is from Essex County, uh, Northern Jersey. Um, at least I think that's Northern Jersey. Uh, Jersey folks, please correct me on that if I'm wrong. Um, but there's a connection there. Um, and that music, the Jersey Shore sound, Springsteen, is a part of the fabric of that place. I mean, these guys grew up with that. They've talked about Springsteen. We have the I'm Going Down cover. Um, it's there. And if we get into the first part of Run here, 
every dollar counts and every morning hurts. We mostly work to live until we live to work. This is a sentiment that for a lot of folks is relatable. I think just about all of us can understand. We live in this society where so many folks tie our self value to money. So many things we need to do on a daily basis require money. We work, we feel like we're working so much of our days just to do like keep living basically. Sometimes that work can consume us. And we look at themes kind of explored in Springsteen's third record, Born to Run, widely considered to be one of the greatest rock albums of all time, just a beautiful piece of music overall. And there are a lot of themes like this, like this young adult thought of we're getting into our working lives. It's drudgery. I can't take it anymore. Can we get out? And of course, in Born to Run, um, with one of Bruce's greatest works at the end of Jungle Land, there's this song that kind of results in this finality of, I don't know if we can get out of this. It's dark. And of course, we know how this album, I think you're a Contra, ends, and it's tough. So I think there's definitely some parallels there. Um, yeah, I guess, Nico, where did you, where did you see this connection first to Born to Run? Uh, just on the Wikipedia page, it said lead singer Ezra Koenig said that the song was based on Bruce Springsteen's song, Born to Run. Okay, so I didn't see it anywhere else, but that obviously stirred something in me as well. And I think the parallels are here. Born to Run, of course, um, an amazing song, but basically this thing of we're in a bad spot, we're in a tight spot. The weight of the world around us is closing in can we get out of here? You know, that's kind of a general theme. Mm. And in the sense of a general theme, I think that's what we have here. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it's definitely two people trying to escape this everyday life that they just aren't, aren't cut out for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if we go into that, I guess it is the chorus. Um, she said, you know, there's nowhere else to go, but changing roles, it struck me that the two of us could run. And I don't really know how deep that is. Um, one interesting part is that we have a couple iterations of this chorus. Um, we have a she said this time around. Uh, the next time we have an I said, you know, there's nowhere else to go. And in the final version of the chorus, we have that she said yet again. Now, what do you think the butt changing roles line yeah. means? Because that was something I had an issue with. I saw someone interpret it as a double meaning um, with butt change space in space roles. Um, so like money change. And so they're saying we have the money to like run away. We have the change. We have the coins and little roles uh, yeah. lined and up to run away. And it's, it's interesting you say that because in the final chorus, it's, she said, you know, there's nowhere left to go, but with her fund, it struck me the two of us could run. So it's, mm -hmm. it's that replacement of, but changing roles with, but with her fund, yeah. which yeah. kind of creates this interesting situation where the characters have money. They're not like completely destitute and it's almost their barriers are not necessarily monetary, but like a willingness, like a, Oh my gosh, can we actually do this thing and radically change our lives? You know? Yeah, definitely. 
um yeah they definitely come from probably a more privileged place to be able to do this um although i don't know i mean how much money does it cost to run without a plan that's the thing it could be as cheap as you want it to be if you got a car and you got a battered radio as you talk about in this song here which is I, I think that is a very Springsteen line, battered. Ra- like we don't really get that that much in Vampire Weekend songs, like uh, an adjective, battered radio. I, I don't know. Is that just me or does that feel a little out of place? No. Or, I, or new? Yeah, you know? I, I thought there was like a double meaning at first, but I, don't, I think it's literally just a battered radio. And honestly, with, with this Springsteen thing in the back of my mind, I think back to the greater sense of the album Born to Run, the idea of, you know, just running away, the two of you, your car and your radio, that line almost parallels to me the line in the song Thunder Road, where Bruce says, I got this guitar and I learned how to make it talk. It's just mm. this idea of like, if we just have a few things and each other, we can make it, we can get something going here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we move on to the second verse. Worlds away from cars and all the stars and bars where a little bit of condensation means so much and a little bit of change is all your little fingers touch. Um, Yeah, this one kind of threw me through a loop. Um, Worlds away from cars and all the stars. Kind of just saying, let's get away from all this. Let's get away from the U.S. Maybe the stars and bars. So that was that was my thought exactly. Is that we're painting a specific location? Um, I'm thinking I'm thinking Europe, honestly. Not only just because of the and all the stars and bars, but also worlds away from cars. Mm. I think we're such a vehicle centric, or at least specifically automobile centric society in America. I think we kind of forget that so many European cities are smaller, denser and walkable and or like transit based so quite literally in kind of like a woke vampire weekend sense we have a world away from cars yeah yeah that that makes sense then so fly over to europe but then how do they have the battered radio are you you saying you can't take a radio on a plane i, mean, I guess I you guess. can't maybe you could check i was it thinking on. it was the car radio but oh yeah i don't know i guess it, i guess it could be could be either maybe the fund that's being suggested is to actually ship their like camry like over to europe <laughs> big commitment that's not really running that's just planning at that that's, point yeah <laughs> that, that would be incredibly expensive yeah <laughs> those um, next two lines yeah were a little tough for me where a little bit of condensation means so much and a little bit of change is all your little fingers touch did you have any thoughts on that yeah, I, I definitely thought condensation was conversation for the longest time until yesterday. Oh. <laughs> um, but a little bit of change is all your little fingers touch. I definitely think is a double meaning with um, with money as well. But mm-hmm. I think it's mainly referring to she's trying to grab a, a little bit of change um, in her life. Uh, as much as she can because she wants something different than what she has now I think that's great yeah and also I, I think it's probably the what the, they're going for but like I think we talk about like you have a little bit of change in your pocket that sort of thing and also like in my romantic view of what life is like in Europe you're paying for everything in like coins and strange denominations because <laughs> you've got the euro or you got stuff like that I don't know 
don't have know, you ever been to europe i've been to europe a few times but it's been quite a while yeah i was i was in europe at an age where i didn't personally pay for anything because like my parents were paying for stuff because like i was on vacation with them and i was too young to really like be carrying money around didn't you study abroad i did not study abroad oh, i studied no, abroad no. in pasadena um that's, but i did not study abroad yeah. in europe yeah <laughs> a real study <laughs> they take abroad. us dollars there um yeah what did you think of uh condensation i actually had no clue i really <laughs> didn't know what that was going for maybe it's covering the the car windshield could be yeah blocking really hot their view. Day. it's a water cooled engine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i really really I am no out on this one i have no clue so we get the chorus again and then we get this part is this just like purely superficial, this next verse? Honey with you is the only honest way to go. And I could take two, but I really couldn't ever know. Honey with you and a battered radio. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear cut. I could take two. I think just means like, I, I interpret it as like, take two, like take a couple minutes break, like... Could be. Delaying the inevitable to run. Hopefully not taking multiple women, like two women. That's what some people are interpreting <laughs> it. I didn't hey, see it. I don't see Because, I mean, if you're trying to make this like some sort of romantic grand gesture of running away, that seems like a ill-placed Oof. lyric. Yeah. Thought, you know. Definitely. But yeah, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, nice little bridge. Mm-hmm. And then we have verse three. So lead my feet away because all they do is stay. Uh, I, and I don't think your eyes have ever looked surprised. Yeah, lead my feet away because all they do is stay. He's asking her to push him to, to run. He, mm-hmm. he wants to run, but he never can do it himself. And so he needs her to push him forward. I like that. And then I took the, I don't think your eyes have ever looked surprised. I took that to mean the drudgery of life it's been everything's been either planned or it's been so formulaic and algorithmic that you're not shocked by anything you're not seeing anything new Mm. there hasn't been even that little bit of change to kind of make you go ah and and see something new someone in genius thought it was him calling her preppy because apparently in the official preppy handbook (laughs) which Ezra discusses in detail on the blog post entitled prep posturous he says that the first trait of prep is ennui which means never looking surprised or amused by anything interesting when was this 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 preppy book when was this written um the official prep i'm just curious if this is like this like a modern creation or if this is something that like some turn of the century like socialite wrote you know it was written in 1980 okay so this was like a like a recent like some sort of like ralph loren kind of like makes fun of it makes fun of conservative upper middle class old money wasp society sounds like the point yeah definitely relates to a lot other things on the album on contra Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think that I think, yeah, I, I I think we get a lot of that in Contra, obviously. Um, 
I think past this, we we talked about the but with her fund line. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's the song. Yeah, um, it's it's really not too much. Um, but there is a sequel. Did you did you look into that? I heard about this. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, so a lot of people, including Ezra at one point, have alluded to Hannah Hunt being the sequel to Run, which makes sense as in Run, they're this uh, positive outlook couple that can still run from what's happening in their life and just go live out together happy. But in Hannah Hunt, I feel like it all comes to a head and they have to face the inevitable end of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's it's this, I mean, we'll get to Hannah Hunt, obviously. And that's, I mean, that's going to be a, a big one, but you're mm-hmm. right. It's, it's kind of this like, oh shoot moment in Hannah Hunt. And then some folks on Reddit actually took a step further and considered this life to be the third chapter here. I saw that. And of course- you know, members of the Vampire Weekday universe will know that this life is actually about God, at least <laughs> in our interpretation, what we've tried to get grasped together here. So we pompously toss that to the side. And someone actually suggested that Unbearably White could be that culmination. I, I, Spring Snow could also be that culmination, in my personal thought. I always uh, thought you're right. Unbearably it, it might just White. End it. What's that? I always thought unbearably white related to Hannah Hunt. Yeah. But I, it's definitely possible. Um, I don't think it's a strong connection. No. I, there are definitely, we've talked about some connections between modern vampires and this life, but I think to string all these three together is, is loose at best. <laughs> yeah. Now there is something confirmatory from the band that I need to bring up. Okay. Um, and it is not our usual uh, usual investigation, investigative skills at work here, but much better. So someone in a Reddit Q&A with Vampire Weekend, with all the band members, asked, Alex512, seven years ago, asked, everyone puts a lot of focus on Ezra's lyrics, dissecting them and asking for the meaning behind them but I need to know what Chris T is saying on these songs. Chris T on run, you drum, boom, bap, bap, boom, bap, bap, tom, ta, ta, tom, ta, ta, tom. Is this an allusion to your childhood? Some have said it's a comment on American consumerism, but I frankly don't see it. And Vampire Weekend responds, great question, you're close. What I'm trying to communicate in run is actually a continuation of my investigation of Elizabethan British economic infrastructure that I began on Oxford comma on the first record. I know subject subject matter is a little arcane, but sometimes by focusing on smaller details, we can actually see the bigger picture. That's powerful stuff. So we keep saying what's the sequel to run, but we should be saying what's the prequel to run because apparently it is Oxford comma confirmed by the band. Can you say that drum part again? <laughs> boom, bap, bap, boom, bap, bap, tom, ta-ta-tom, ta-ta-tom. I don't think it's accurate. I tried to find where they were talking about it. I couldn't find it. You know that, like, drum tabs are a thing? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm not a drummer, so I don't know how that works, but it's like, that's just kind of funny. I mean, they have to read it somehow. I guess you got to read it somehow, yeah. 
um, yeah, yeah. So so we we know more about the drumming than we do about the lyrics. I think CT does some great stuff. I mean, I I don't think we give. I mean, I think this is I a try CT give him credit. appreciation episode. Yeah. Okay. CT and Bayo, the most fun rhythm section in ska indie rock. Um, they have looked pretty much the same the entire time, which is a beautiful <laughs> thing. They always <laughs> dance the same the entire time. Bayo's always grooving. Like, yeah. I mean, I love Bayo, but like he's had the same hairline for what, 14 years now? And it's actually kind of an accomplishment <laughs> considering it. I mean, it started far back and it's still far back, but it hasn't like receded anymore. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. I, I feel like I'd shave it at that point. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bayo, if you're listening. I think bald bassist is an aesthetic. You think what? A bald bassist is an aesthetic. Yeah. That's like, obviously, true. Flea. I feel like all the Motown guys in those studio sessions were bald. Like, we yeah. need pictures. Yeah, that's fair. You either have to be like bald or have a big fro. Yeah. Like, no absolutely. In between. The guy from uh, what? Funkadelic? He had a huge fro. Yeah. This Did is the bass hour. <laughs> rhythm section hour really <laughs> um yeah and then i had one note to talk about one final okay. note um so apparently this charted in mexico i saw that so so why do you think this charted in mexico and nowhere else and it wasn't like at the very end of the chart it was 26 i mean that's solid radio play for at least a few weeks yeah at that point um you know i don't i don't really have a good pulse on what the mexican radio stations are playing these days um it's um yeah what, what happened i think contra is a is inherently a mexican tied album part of it was recorded while they toured in mexico Really? Mm-hmm. So they like found was Mexican Mexico. studios. Yeah, Cousins was no recorded way. in Mexico. So, so the, the sound uh, has a lot of like more Mexican inspired sounds. Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely hear you there. Um, I guess my thought is, did the album overall also do well in Mexico, and did other songs chart in Mexico? So I'm curious if it was question. just Run or if it was the entire album. Um, yeah. Was horchata trending or? That's yeah, that's a thing. You got a song called "Down On." Horchata. Okay, let's call. Let's call. Let's see. Uh, weekly charts. I'm not seeing a Mexican album chart. Yeah, it was record. Part of it was recorded in Mexico City. Interesting. Let me see horchata. Yeah. Um, Orchata peaked at 17 in Mexico. Yeah, as opposed to where in um it peaked at US. 26 in Belgium, it peaked at 69 in Canada, and it peaked at number two at the US bubbling under hot 100 singles, which is I don't really know what that does. Basically, it's the top songs that have not charted. It's like the others receiving votes, okay. if you will. Gotcha. So it didn't actually chart in the U.S., but it got up to 17 in Mexico. Okay. Interesting. And then if we look at Cousins, Cousins got to eight in Mexico while only getting up to um, 18 on the um, Billboard alternative chart. So 
the album overall did that's I mean that's a top 10 single in Mexico yeah that's 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 actually pretty impressive yeah I mean Harmony Hall is that the only top 10 single Vampire Weekend's had maybe Diane Young I'm looking up this is great radio Do, do a little Wikipedia dive Harmony Hall charts did not chart in Mexico um but was number one on adult alternative number seven rock number five hot rock and alternative yeah so i mean top 10 single on the rock charts in the united states did not chart mexico so something happened with with contra i i'm starting to look at all these singles and i think vampire weekend is just more popular in mexico than the u.s because yahey trended uh was on the top 100 for Mexico, but nowhere else. But for some reason, they heard uh, the Jerry Garcia solo part in Harmony Hall. They decided, no, no, we can't, we can't much. have this. We can't, we can't endorse a jam <laughs> band. Um, yeah, it seems like all these singles, it's kind of more popular in Mexico than the U.S. until Father of the Bride. <clears throat> So Vampire Weekend pissed off Mexico pissed at off some Mexicans. point. Yeah, I mean, you've been to Mexico? I have not. Okay, I haven't either. Okay, good talk. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> um, that's all I have. <laughs> I was going to say, that's all I had too. Um, I straight up did not have an opinion on this song prior to starting, and now I read it pretty much just as born to run although in the style of vampire weekend it's slightly less romantic but yeah still kind of a fun song it's cool hmm yeah honestly it's like one of my least favorite vampire weekend songs really yeah it's like probably bottom 10 i guess it it it, i appreciate it more but it's still i don't think it's moving the needle for me any more or any less Mm, if anything maybe a little more because i just i straight up did not know the lyrics before today um but yeah it's not doing a ton for me it's like good i think i always viewed it as like a worse version of diplomat's son it could not be more different though like this is (laughs) like not deep (laughs) we went on for a long time for diplomat's son didn't we that was like a 45 minute episode probably um it was no it was only 30 okay yeah Okay. Ta favorite lyric. Oh shoot, I didn't think about this. Um <laughs> Honey with you in a battered radio. Mm. It's a good one. And I don't think your eyes have ever looked surprised. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Top five. This life, stranger, um unbelievers. Harmony Hall. I think that's been my top four for quite some time now. Let's okay. throw in. Ooh, I don't know. Unbearably white. Let's 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 okay. give Nico a little appraisal there. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go. Flower Moon, number one. Oh. Spring snow. We belong together. 
We're going heavy fiber to bread today. Oxford comma. And um, for five, I will do unbelievers. Nice. Yeah, I feel like your top five is pretty consistent. Mine's just like different every time. I think, yeah, like I all think over the place. Unless there's any, because we've had a couple weeks where like there's been like a legitimate surprise. You know, had one jump in. Yeah, I think like looking ahead. I think maybe Cousins, maybe Diane Young, maybe M79 are the only ones that could like seriously shake it up. Mm, okay. Just me, just thoughts. We have a, I was thinking about this the other day. We have a ton of hits like left. Yeah. We have, like, like we were concerned. Hits. We were concerned early on that we were going to burn through all the good stuff, but just like, accidentally, but we actually have a lot of good stuff coming up. So now yeah. I'm very excited to see what we got here. So that being said, bring up the hat of the week, Kevin. Yes, I am wearing a Miami Dolphins hat. It is um, light, like beige, with the cartoon dolphin with an M helmet on. People forget about this. The original Miami Dolphins logo. The dolphin is wearing a, a helmet that has just the block letter M on it. And, of course, that's not the logo that's on the Dolphins players' helmets because that logo is the dolphin. So mm. we have to remember that the dolphin – does not actually play for the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphin plays for another team. <laughs> this, this is a deep dive that I don't know if I'm ready for. So the song for next week, we're sticking with Contra. We got White Sky. Oh, actually, this could be potential top five. For really? Me. I, freaking lo- I, I freaking love this song. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I legitimately can't remember which song this is. It's the it's the one where Ezra goes, ha, ah, ah, ha, ah, but obviously better than that. It's going to be a great, great sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds good. Well, tune in next week to catch Ezra screaming high-pitched noises. Take it easy, folks. Um.